You've got work friends, you've got best friends, and now you've got ghoul friends. Hello and welcome to episode 86 of the Ghoul Friends Podcast. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And it's Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. You know what it's not doing? It's not raining. It's not. <laughs> Even I talk to my grandmother every Sunday morning. Yes. And I just got off the phone with her. Yeah. And she, I mean, they live in Maine, obviously, and we're mm-hmm. in the South. She was just like, has it stopped raining down there? No. <laughs> so she obviously no. was watching it on the news. <laughs> like, no, it hasn't. Yesterday was the first day. Oh my God. I was watching the news yesterday, like yeah. our local weather. Yep. And they said, what is the date today? Today is February 21st. Yep. And they said yesterday that only four days out of the entire month of February have been dry. That's insane. That's a lot of rain. <laughs> like, I really thought Noah and the Ark were going to come by to see if we needed a ride because, I mean, damn. I know. And, you know, I do miss Dennis. I mean, just of course. horrendously. But when it's pouring rain out, I'm like, I we don't have to go out in this. Dog parents, I know you know what we're talking about. <laughs> we would physically have to drag him out. He would like, hold his pee all day long. Yeah, Dennis would go into <laughs> renal failure rather than go outside, like, easily. And the thing he would do, too, that was so irritating is that you'd open the door. And we have cats, right? So we're constantly playing the game of, is the door shut? Yeah. Because they will run for they it. They escape, yeah. Um, he would park his ass right in the open door yeah. and not move. And I'm like, you have to get out. <laughs> you have to push him. He's 70 pounds that you're, like, dragging by his harness out the door. Or another thing he would love to do is, he's like, well, I'm soaked, so I might as well just stand here and not budge. And he would just. <laughs> stand in the rain. Dennis would do this thing where he just stare into the distance yep. and like just have not a care. And I'm like, I really reel it back in, buddy. Come back to earth. I'm like, I really don't think there's anything in your brain. I think it's no. just like wind whistling. <laughs> it's got the tumbleweed. Yeah, exactly. I know. Um, it's hard to believe it's coming up on a month. I know. What is that? It'll be a month. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, you know, it's tough. It doesn't get easier, but it, you get more used to it. I yeah. guess is the best way I figured it out. Yeah. Oh. oh, Dennis. Oh, Dennis. What else we got going on? Um, Sunshine. I see sunshine outside. I know. I'm like, I, I just want to go outside and walk around because it's so nice. I finally, I've got, I have hounded enough people that I now have two leaf blowers in the house. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not, it's been raining, so I have not had the chance to use them. Leaf blow. Mm-hmm. So today I think I might go out there. I know. I was thinking about it too. I'm like, God, between needing any kind of appliance, like between our friend Bailey and my dad, I'm like I'm not buying anything. <laughs> I don't remember mentioning it to your dad because like he just Bailey showed up. Yeah, Bailey get, let me borrow hers, and then all of a sudden Jeff comes over and he's got a leaf blower. I'm like, I guess I didn't realize that I had mentioned that to Jeff, but he paid attention and listened. And you should turn them both out and have like double like mega blow torpedo like leaf blower going. Yes. If you do that, I will video that and put that on Instagram immediately. I think you definitely should. <laughs> Let's do it. That's like ultimate lesbian status when you're out <laughs> leaf blowing in the yard. I'm going to do it. You are? Yeah. Good. Yes. Um, what else? Um, if you follow us on oof. social media. We had a day yesterday. Yesterday was a day. Yeah. Um, so we went exploring to, we've heard of it a few times. I, I don't, I can't imagine we've never been there, but we obviously never have. It's like not in downtown. I think that's what throws you off. It's like on the outskirts of downtown. Yeah. It's kind of like, there's nothing down there really. No, you, no. I think we got tattoos down there one time. <laughs> yeah. There's like a big storage unit place. And that's but I mean, it. it was just really in the middle of nowhere and there was a lot of cemeteries but it was interesting it was um one of the 
more well-known cemeteries was Magnolia Cemetery. Yes. And it's got, I think, that the most... First of all, the Hunley crew is buried there. And I'll explain who they are in a minute, but go on. Um, and there's this pyramid. It's got really interesting graves. Mausoleum, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we found one mausoleum that said, like, keep out. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But the whole floor, if you looked in there, was, mm-hmm. like, caved in. Caved in. I'm like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. So we were there mm-hmm. walking around taking pictures and just... It was fine. It was beautiful. It, it was. was. peaceful. It was very peaceful. Mm-hmm. You stopped me from walking up some stairs that I wanted to walk up. I'm not. rolling my eyes. If I you, didn't. I know you can't see me, but <laughs> we just had this discussion, Caitlin. <laughs> I didn't do it. I know. Caitlin's like, should I go up the stairs? I'm like, would you want someone running up and down your stairs as a joke? And you're like, no. And <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, don't. <laughs> um. So... We get home. That was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing. We didn't see nothing any ghosts. Happened. We didn't. Yeah. It was great. It was a very peaceful walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice morning. And so I was just going through all my pictures, and I always like to zoom in on pictures. Yeah. Do my little zoomy zooms. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> um, just to see if I see anything. Yeah. And I had one kind of just a, it was just a broad picture, I guess, of mm-hmm. some rays and like some nothing yeah, trees specific. in the background. Well, I zoomed in and like my heart jumped. See, I wish I know I was looking at I was probably TikToking you down a rabbit hole, but um, I wish I had like had been watching you so yeah. I could have like seen your reaction. Because I was like, no way, no way. And I zoomed in, and the more I zoomed in, like the creepier it got. But it is an absolute man's face, and it looks like it a, really is like a older like soldier looking yeah. face with like you can see like his chest and his shoulders he's very well defined like, like very eyeballs everything yeah. nose forehead and I, like when i said it i was like it sounds like a joke because i was like i think i got a ghost on a picture right and you were like what and like sometimes you know you see things on well sure pictures, but this is probably the creepiest thing i've ever captured ever in my entire life yeah what got me too about it is i get that everyone's subjected to bias and if you say i see a ghost in this photo you're gonna see a ghost Mm -hmm. like your brain naturally does that yeah what got me about it was that when you showed me you said nothing about what or where to look yeah and we immediately said the same thing about what we saw so that immediately tipped me off that without Mm -hmm. even pointing it out we both noticed it and your dad um, is a pretty big skeptic, skeptic. and is. we sent it, and I got a very cool from Jeff, and I'm like, that's... High praise that's in Jeff's book. Because <laughs> Jeff is not into it, he yeah. doesn't believe it, but I think, I mean, you can't not live here and, like, semi-believe in ghosts. Yeah, it's just for kind sure. of how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. It was pretty crazy. I'm it proud was. of it. I love it. Yeah. It was, and we immediately saged as soon as that happened. Yes. We're like, get the sage. <laughs> um, yeah, it was mm-hmm. like... You know, it was kind of interesting, too, and I was thinking about this yesterday, because mm-hmm. um, in the photo, he's kind of like the, the images in the trees, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Isn't it kind of up? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Like, why is it hanging on? You know, why is it up there? Um, I was thinking about it, too, and I'm wondering if there have been any maybe, like, elevation changes in the land mm-hmm. that maybe would have put that yeah. in perspective for the time. Definitely could have. Um, but it's so interesting. It is. I just... How well, random. Mishka's if you hear hydrating. We're having a hydration break in the background. <laughs> Um, no, it, it was up high a little bit, but I mean, who says that ghosts can't 
manifest anywhere, you know? Well, right. I, you know, I think about it and I'm like, well, they're not really constrained to the rules of reality. Like we are like, they don't have to be on the <laughs> Do ground. Do ghosts have gravity? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's a good question. Like, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you body. see orbs always in the like air. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like orbs can be anywhere. I think it's just energy. It definitely looks like residual. It doesn't look like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, given a peace sign. (laughs) Um, No, I think it would be residual as well. And, I mean, it would make perfect sense. There was a huge, I think, Civil War monument right where that was. Yes, we were. mm -hmm. And there, I mean, a gazillion soldiers buried in that cemetery. And the Hunley, like we were talking about, was a submarine in Charleston that you said it was... I didn't realize that it had been, like... I don't know what the word is. I know it got torpedoed one time. Did it get torpedoed every time? Um, I believe not every time. I think one time it had a failure of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, like Caitlin said, it was a submarine, and in Charleston Harbor it sank three times. Um, it killed a couple of its crew members, but it, they weren't all fatalities. The final sinking, everyone on board was trapped and, yeah. and taken to the bottom. Well, and there was a, a plaque that you could read, and it had, like, three sets of, like, crew. graves that died on that mm-hmm. submarine. Like, that's gone. Well, it's interesting, too, because it was kind of always a mystery. Um, no one kind of knew. We knew it was in Charleston Harbor. Mm-hmm. It was well understood, but they didn't know where. And I remember, like, sonar mapping, finding it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was Glenn McConnell, who was a senator in South Carolina at the time, um, funded, basically lobbied to have this money funded towards raising the Hunley with its crew. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge deal. I remember when it was done. It was raised in 2000, and I remember watching it on yeah. TV. They used this big airbed to, like, lift it. They were afraid it was going to break. Crumble, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It was good. Mishka looks like he's about to do something sketchy. So. <laughs> Is he something? No. He chose violence this morning. <laughs> Mishka woke up in a spicy mood. Um, but, yeah. So, it was a big deal in Charleston. A lot of people... Watched it, and today you can go to the lab where it is, the Hunley is, and you can see how they did it. That's cool. I want to do it. Yeah, like, where is it? It's in North Charleston now. Oh, okay. That's where they moved it to. That's cool. Yeah. Like, where? Like, is it a museum or? It's a lab. Um, it's a nonprofit. I think it's called, like, Friends of the Hunley. Oh, okay. And, so um, that's just specifically for the Hunley. Yep, that's oh, okay. where it's cool. kept, and you can, um, <clears throat> I think, to raise money and keep it going. Don't you can, there. Yeah, you can take tours of it, and they'll show you the lab. And you can actually see the dry dock where the Hunley is. Oh, wow. So cool. I've always wanted to see that. Yeah, we should. We should. Adventures. Adventures in Charleston. There's a lot. There's a lot to do around here. Yep. Um, let's see. Anything else? We're getting to our ramble mark, so. <laughs> <laughs> We've rambled. Uh, I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so either. No. Texas, we're thinking about y'all, because damn. Yes. And my friend Kate oh, slipped yeah. and fell and got hurt, so we're thinking of you. Okay. And she's Please back Kate. from the hospital. I think yesterday I home. saw on Facebook that she... Good. Yeah. So, well, speedy recovery, because that doesn't yeah. sound fun. And we hope uh, hearing you know your shout-out helps you feel a little bit better and yes. gives you something to listen to. Something to. <laughs> keep, we'll keep your ear holes busy for the next hour. I imagine that is a very boring <laughs> recovery, recovery, not being able to yeah. move. For sure. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, I think, well, do we want to still rock, paper, scissors? But you've got two and I have one, so it makes sense that you go first. Okay. Yeah, because I got a lot of thoughts on yours. Faux show. Because yours has to do with a Netflix special that just came out. Teasers. Teaser, te- yeah. teaser, teaser. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen the Little Caesars commercial, it's a teaser, teaser. Celeste will like... Headbang the shit out of it's that. It's a bop. It's a bop. 
It's a bop. It's Celeste's favorite commercial. And for those that are outside the U.S., Little Caesars is a pizza place that is very cheap, and very greasy, and <laughs> delicious. <laughs> like, it's just so good, but it will probably kill you. It probably will, yeah. Yeah. You either like it or you hate it. Like, people, right. some people are like, that's just, like, disgusting. I'm like, eh, it's actually pretty good. I, you got to be in the mood for it, but it's, do. it does not disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want me to do mine? You said? Sure. Okay. So I was trying to find things that, because you knew what you were doing immediately. Yes. Um, and I was kind of a little bit like lost on what I was going to do. Well, we just, our theme of the day is do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. That's what this podcast is, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so Sit. last week, Lindsay was like, if that didn't come out good, like you can trash it. Like I, it just was everywhere. And like, do you not listen to us every week? <laughs> do you not see the, the shit, shit show? show. <laughs> That's what makes us us. Yes. Sorry, um, no, I actually got the idea for this watching uh, Zach Bagel Bites. Um, what's it was like Deadly Possessions, I think, where yes. he has all his haunted stuff. Um, so he mentioned this, and I've heard of it, but I decided that would be a good place to look up. Okay. Um, so I am talking about the Ancient Ram Inn. Okay. And this is in England. So what up, Jason, over in the UK? <laughs> um, this is located at, I believe it's Watton Under Edge, all hyphenated. English towns are kind of funny that way. Um, And it's about 40 minutes from Bristol, just to set the scene for anyone. Um, It was built originally in 1145. It's a house, but it is an old-ass house. pretty old. She's seen some scenes. Oh, she has. So the site the house was built on um, was a known uh, pagan burial ground. So here we go. We're already starting it up. Um, it's also important to note that the house is uh, situated on ley lines. Do you know what ley lines are? No. Okay. Ley lines are the idea that uh, longitudinal and latitudinal lines cross all over the world, and usually they run through major like landforms, like mountains, okay. rock formations, rivers, things like that. Um, and it's thought that these are energy lines. Okay. So natural, you know, energy resonates here. Mm-hmm. Now it's said when ley lines cross one another, that's a really powerful area because it's two lines, you know, combining their energy. Okay. So a lot of times you'll see, um, like really haunted places oftentimes are on ley lines and it's thought that oh. that helps feed like either make energy. them portals or okay. feed their energy source. Well, this house is on a set of ley lines. Uh-oh. So this only, you know, kind of furthers it. Um, also on cemetery. <laughs> yeah. Also a burial ground. So we're just really ramping it up for yep. something good here. Um, so the house had many uses. Uh, originally, it was used by workers who were building the nearby St. Mary's Church to live and just stay. Okay. Um, it then became a residence for priests. And after, it became an inn and kind of a public house, which I believe it may have been like a boarding house back in the day. Okay. Um, so one thing, too, to note, I mean, I just feel like this house is the perfect storm of paranormal things. Okay. Because when uh, the workers who were building the church nearby were building it, they had to divert the ground streams to go around the church. And the re... Okay. Making sense? Yes. (laughs) Okay. The reason this is important is that um, underground streams and uh, surface streams are often thought to be sources of paranormal energy. Yes. We've talked about that before. Mm -hmm. Um, So the idea of like altering them to go around something is Yo. i feel like kind of a Don't no-no so i feel like that probably stirred some stuff up nay, as well nay. um it was even thought that this maybe opened a portal in uh, the area so here we go here we go <laughs> buckle up 
Okay, so the house was bought by a guy named John Humphreys in the 1960s. Okay. And Humphreys claimed that his first night staying there, he was assaulted by demonic forces. He claims he was lifted out of his bed and dragged by his neck across the room. So they wasn't playing. They, mm -mm. Um, And in kind of, you know, he was renovating the house and trying to preserve it. Um, So in doing this, he found a lot of things. Um, He found evidence in the house of uh, satanic practices. Um, And this is graphic, but even children's skeletal remains that he believed were used in, like, ritualistic things. Oh, my God. So, a lot of stuff. A lot of dark juju there. Um, As weird as it is, Humphreys kind of claimed that the ghosts didn't mind him living there, even though they dragged him across (laughs) the room that night. I'm like, I feel like that would tell me to go, (laughs) but okay. Um, So, he and his family lived there, and he died in 2017, lived in that house until he died. Oh, wow. So, uh, I guess they figured out a way to coexist. I don't know. (laughs) But either way, it is haunted as fuck. Okay. So, let's talk about... Okay, okay. 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 Who's haunting it? Who? A lot of things. Mishka, keep your spice level down. Cut it out. (laughs) What did you get into? Is that a piece of cheese? Probably. (laughs) Oh, God. What did you get into? (laughs) Continue. All right. Uh, So, the first haunting we have up is a woman who in the 1500s was accused of witchcraft and was on the run from the authorities. Um, If you know anything about witchcraft trials, they did not end well for those who were accused. Yep. Um, And she ended up running and hiding in the house and hiding in one of the bedrooms. Um, This did not last very long. They eventually did catch her and they burned her at the stake. But for this reason, um, she's said to haunt the room and that room is known to a lot of people as the witch's room. Okay. So that's haunted room number one. The other room and the most haunted room in the house is called the Bishop's Room. Are you just kissing the cat or are you listening? <laughs> All I see is you over there making kissy faces at me. <laughs> what are you calling out? <laughs> uh, um, the Bishop's, Bishop's Room uh, was obviously aptly named. Bishops were te- uh, usually stayed there. Um, and there have been many sightings of what people describe as, like, dark monks are said oh. to be seen in the room. Um, and one time, one story I found was that they were doing work on the house, like plumbers were, mm. like, working on the walls. And what they described as a Roman centurion, which I believe is, like, a Roman guard. Usually they're okay. on horseback. Um, ran through the walls at them. Oh, no. No, no, And no. scared the shit out of them. No, no, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so we got a lot going on. Um, just to, you know, give you some other things, um, it said that an incubus or succubus is said to haunt the room that John Humphreys lived in. Would make sense why he was dragged across the floor. Yep. Um, it was also said that the former innkeeper's daughter was said to have been found hanged in the attic of the oh, house. Oh, my goodness. And if that wasn't enough to drive you away, because, <laughs> you know, for me it would be. It was plenty, yep. You know how I said John Humphreys died in 2017? Mm-hmm. Well, his daughter now owns the inn in the house. Um, and I don't, I don't know if you can, st- I don't know if it's like a functioning in, I don't think it is. Okay. Um, but she does allow paranormal investigators and archeologists to come stay and study it's cool. the house. And this has been on, I mean, if you look, it's been on travel or uh, ghost adventures. It's mm-hmm. been on a lot of investigations. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's wild. Haunted AF. Haunted AF. <laughs> Adding to my list to see, but not hang out in. No, no. Yes. Mm-mm-mm. Is that the house that he had, Zach Bagel Bites had that thing that exploded? Yes. Okay. That was pretty cool. That was on um, 
Ghost Adventures, right? No, Deadly Possessions. possessions, That's right. Right. And he he had a piece of it from the house. Yeah, it was a. It had these weird faces on it, and yeah, I think they found it in the chimney, right? I think it was kind of one of those things that was used for maybe in satanic, right? It looked it, but apparently he brought it home. And that night, like he heard this big crash, and he went in, and it was like shattered and it blew up a thousand pieces. Yeah, Yeah, and his mom sat and like glued it back together. Like that's (laughs) nuts. Yeah, that's uh. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, that is the Ancient Ram Inn. I like that. That's okay. cool. Thank, yeah, thank you. Good job. Thank you. Okay. okay. Um, Mishka, can you go away? No. You sleep 90 hours a day until we're <laughs> recording. <laughs> recording, and now you've just got to be up our ass. Yep, that's how cats work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so my turn? Yes. All right. I did one bit. Can you stop moving this? Go. <laughs> God. Um, okay, so this was on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's pretty popular right now. If it is. not heard of it, you possibly are living under a rock. Yeah, um, or don't have Netflix. Or don't, don't have Netflix. <laughs> true, true. Um we are going to the Cecil Hotel. Yes, and um, I forget what the name of the documentary was. It was like Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel or something. Yes. Um, we watched it. We did. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, what did you think of it? I liked it. No spoilers, but what did you think about it? Um, I liked it. It was very suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was pretty well done. It was. Um, we started watching the one with Zach Bagel Bites, and I felt like it was a little... A lot of his facts were just not true. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also very dramatic. Yeah, um, I just can't. <laughs> and it was—I felt it was a little distasteful mm-hmm. around with the reenactments. The, yeah, like the water and stuff with her. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that story with um, Elisa Lamb, obviously. Yeah. Also, that manager of that hotel, she is sus. She is sus, sus as hell. We said it from the beginning. Like, I don't something's flaky around this there was a meme i saw i was like i want someone to talk about me like this woman talks about the cecil hotel (laughs) (laughs) and if you watch it you will understand what that means one of our listeners um were friends on facebook like my our my oh. personal Facebook, Amber. Yeah. Um, she always has, like, fire memes. Like, her memes are always, like, the on point. The meme be strong. <laughs> it was strong. The other day she, had, she goes, like, at this point, I'll take two days at the Cecil <laughs> for a vacation. Like, no, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but we're not going there because it's scary as hell. No, don't go there. Um, okay, so a little bit of background on the Cecil Hotel. Um, it was built in 1924 okay. by three hoteliers, I guess. Yeah. You would, I, I guess. Okay. Yeah, like hotel developers. Sure. Um, it was William Banks, Hanner, Charles Dix, and Robert Shops. I want that last name. Sounds like Schnapps. Schnapps. Shops. Okay. Um, so this is a huge hotel. Oh, God. It's massive. Uh, it has 700 rooms, um, and they built it for a, a little over a million dollars. Now, back in 1924. That's a lot of that's dollars. That's a lot. Um, it was actually equal to $13 million in today's money. Oh, wow. Money. Okay. So pretty extensive. Um, it was supposed to be, you know, just for travelers and tourists, just kind of a, yeah, just a regular old hotel. Right. Um, so it did pretty well, um, mm-hmm. right up until the great depression and then it kind of sunk with the rest of the country, <laughs> everything else. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of never recovered from it. Well from that. Um, 
And it's also in a not so good area mm-hmm. of LA. Um, it's called Skid Row. Yeah. Um, and it's home to over a hundred or not hundred, ten thousand homeless people. Sure. So I mean, it looks nice, but like right, you know, a block across the street is mm-hmm. pretty scary. Um, not to say, not to say scary as in the homeless population. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. It's an area that is rampant with a lot of drug use. It's a lot of, um, you know, obviously people without homes. Yes. I wasn't meaning that. Right. I was just wanting to, no, I just wanted no, to clarify I'm just picturing what I saw on that. Sure. No, that it's very scary. disheartening. It's, it's, yes. it's very hard to look at. Drugs you know. and crime and right. murder. And, and it's not a good place to be. Right. And there's unfortunately not a lot of support for these people to help them. Um, right. Get out of homelessness. Right. Yes. Sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. No, that's no. fine. I, I, I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> I'm sorry that if that came off. No. Wrong. No, you're good. You always keep me, you always keep me straight. That's right? why it's a duo. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so the hotel has kind of been passed on, a, you know, to a few different owners, but it's never, like, became a really nice hotel. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's just not a good place it's kind of the entryway is like beautiful and everybody said walking into it like, oh my God. it's grand it's yeah. tall it's marble like it's beautiful but then they said as soon as you get into the elevator and go to your floor Ooh. it's like it's very dated very dated dirty Not very clean. Um, yeah. one guy said like he was walking and his feet like his shoes felt like they were sticking to the oh, carpet right. oh. like mm-hmm. it just no 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 um so at one point in the, I believe it was the early 2000s, um, they made a separate entrance, and it was called the Stay on Main. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of had a different vibe, like funky colors, and just kind of a different section of the hotel. Yeah. But all the amenities and things were shared. The so, elevators, right? Elevators, and a lot of the rooms didn't have bathrooms. There were shared common bathrooms. It was kind of done as like a hostel almost, yes. um, mm-hmm. which is really common around like young people and travelers. Yeah. Not for mm-hmm. me. No. no. I need my own bathroom. I need, yeah. That's so why we, for many reasons, could never have stayed in the Lizzie Borden house, <laughs> which we thought. Can't. Right. But as soon we're like, it's not because we're chicken, it's because there's shared bathrooms and we can't do that. <laughs> Because if you have anxiety like we do, and you don't go to a public restroom and put your leg up against the door while you are peeing to try and like make sure someone is not going to knock down the do- stall yeah. door, I'm like, I don't know, no, it's no. not for me. No, 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 not for me. Um, so this hotel was pretty cheap to stay in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. so, kind of with a low poverty you know, ridden area, homeless people mm-hmm. started staying there because it was cheap. So it right. was roughly like $400 a month. I think it was like 12 bucks a, a night well, to stay there. Like long-term housing. Right? And a lot of people lived there forever. Yeah. That was their long-term home. And they interviewed, I think he's on the documentary, one of the people that yep. lived in the For, hotel. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of got a mix of a lot of different people mm-hmm. in there. Sure. Um, so... The, why do I forget her name? The lady that, the sus lady. Oh, The God, manager. Yeah, I can picture her. And she, I, yeah. I don't remember her name. She, I mean, there was just stuff going on that she just had no idea about, mm-hmm. you know? Just, it just didn't seem like it functioned and ran well. Yeah. Um, so, th- where we're going to start mm-hmm. is, it's not good. Okay. <laughs> we all know that this is kind of a 
I think I've set the tone of kind of dirty and, mm-hmm. you know, creepy. Not a great place to say. No. So remember that the Cecil Hotel was built in 1924. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the first documented suicide um, on January 22nd in 1927. Okay. Um, it was a man named Percy Ormond Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, he shot himself in the head after he could not reconcile with his wife. Him and his wife got in a big fight. They were trying to, you know, work on things. Um, it didn't work out. So he rented a room and completed suicide. Mm. Okay. Um there were so many suicides in the Cecil Hotel that I cannot sit and go through them all. Yeah, I so, mean, it was pretty rampant. It was all the time. Um, yeah. And I'm just going to call her Sus. Sus Sus lady. lady. Sus Lady didn't even know half of the time if it happened. Like, she was just like, oh, why are there ambulances here? Like, yeah. oh, okay. Right. Um, it actually earned a nickname called, instead of the Cecil Hotel, it was the Suicide Hotel. Mm. Because it was so... I mean, there was a lot of drug overdoses, a lot of, you know, completed suicides. Uh, So, not good. Yeah. No bueno. Mm -mm. We also didn't tell them about my new adventure that I'm doing. I'm making good on my um, New Year's resolution Mm -hmm. that I'm learning Spanish. You are learning Spanish. Now I know that uh, Buenos Aires is not good morning. (laughs) It's a city in Argentina, but yes. Um. Yeah, yeah, you're doing really well with that. I said no point, no, so I thought. Oh, gotcha. I was like, um, where's the connection to Spanish in there? <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, you are doing really well. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Yeah. Shout out to Duolingo. Sponsor yeah. us. Sponsor us, because we can talk a lot about y'all. <laughs> also, let's hear anywhere in the house is da-ding, because when I get an answer right, mm-hmm. it dings, so there's a lot of dinging. Yeah. And mm-hmm. a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Buenos Aires is not good Less morning. than one. <laughs> Um, okay, so not good. No bueno. Um, obviously, this hotel is a hot spot for drugs, violence, prostitution. Um, in 1964, a woman um, that was a long-time, long-term resident, long-time mm-hmm. resident, um, her nickname was Pigeon. <laughs> Pigeon Goldie Osgood um, was found outside of her room. Um, she had been raped, stabbed, and beaten Ugh. to death. Um, and her room had been ransacked, um, and the murder is still unsolved wow. today. Also, I don't know what this woman looks like, but I am only imagining the pigeon lady <laughs> from Home Alone 2, and it's making me very sad, because oh. I really love the pigeon lady. She is so sweet. Don't hurt her. Don't hurt her. I, yeah. Well, this girl got hurt. Sorry, Pigeon Goldie. Murdered. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, they never found... Who did it? Who did it. Yep. Uh, so... As I said before, there's a theme here, and I cannot go through all of the murders that have happened sure. in the hotel, because yeah. there's that many. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to talk about someone that I think we've talked about before, mm-hmm. and if you are into true crime, I feel like most people that are into paranormal are into true it's, crime. They kind of go well. together. Yeah. yeah. Um, that in the 80s, there was the Night Stalker, mm. a.k.a. Richard Fuckbag Ramirez. Yeah. Uh, he actually... Stayed there. He was well known um, to frequently hang out on Skid Row. Yeah. What are you doing? Am I was I being just, very dramatic? No, I'm just watching. I was going to say, too, shout out to Morbid, who gave him the nickname Stanky Chops. <laughs> that is easily my favorite nickname they've given a serial killer. They had one up today. It was like Rat Face or something. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, he definitely has a rat face. Oh my God. Elena and Ash, like they, Ash, they can like come up with the best insults I have ever heard. Like it's awesome. That's funny. Um, I mean, I thought Richard Fuckbag Ramirez was that pretty was, good. That is really good. 
Um, but he stayed there for, they believe, three weeks. Um, and they actually believe it was during his killing spree or one oh, of his killing sprees okay. that he stayed there. Um, he kind of would show up with like blood and just covered in blood. And but you think about where he, that place is, and no one ever questioned an eye. Yeah, just kind of right. like, okay. Nobody ever questioned it. Um, so yeah, that's ooh, yeah creepy. It just seems like it kind of attracts not good things, right? It, it, I wonder. I kind of have this theory. It's a portal of some kind. Well, like, we're gonna get into that. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, sorry if I if I need to hurry up tell me no you're good um this is good i'm this is such an interesting that's why you know i'm like story it at least a lamb is kind of where it became the most popular but when you go back into it i mean there's a lot it's been a, a very dark place yeah. like you know just had a lot of tragedy and mm-hmm. bad things happen there yep um so in the early 90s i found this very interesting mm-hmm. um obviously we know that um, Fuckbag Ramirez. Yeah. Was a serial killer. He killed a lot of people. Yep. He was called the Night Stalker. For yes. anyone that's wondering that that is who that is. I said that earlier. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> I, I'm rambling, so. Um, but yes. So, in the early 90s, there was a man named Jack Underweger. Oh, mm-hmm. And he wanted to repeat <laughs> what Richard Ramirez yeah. did as a serial killer. This is crazy. He stayed at the Cecil Hotel and yeah. actually strangled and murdered at least three sex workers. Wow. That's insane. Insane at the Cecil. Was he a journalist? I did not dig into who he was. That was just kind of a okay. blip that I read. Um, yeah. I feel possibly. like that was part of his cover that he said he was a journalist or he maybe was a journalist okay. who was staying there, but on the his downtime was, you know... Committed murder. Yes. Um, he was caught and convicted. Um, and then after his conviction, he hung himself. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so now I think we're going to jump into the most infamous story, I guess, surrounding the, the, yeah. Cecil, the Cecil. The Cecil Hotel um, is Elisa Lamb. Yeah. Um, and she was a Canadian student um, who just decided to travel from mm-hmm. Canada and kind of romp around California a little bit. Yeah. And as any young person wants to do, you yeah. know, get out there and see the world. And she was a very, um, this is in 2013. So I guess like, I think it was Tumblr that she was yes. yeah. um, kind of very active on. Yes. She but, had you know, a lot of Tumblr posts. Her, she just had like really good insight. Like she was a great writer. Yeah. A she, great blog that you could follow. Right. No, she had some very interesting, mm-hmm. um, you know, thoughts. Um, so that was kind of part of, you know, she, so she disappears on January 31st of, 2013 and you know her parents always talked to her every day mm-hmm. you know she always she blogged every day wrote every day yeah and that kind of just stopped so obviously right. that's concerning big red flag um you know her disappearance was nationally broadcast um yeah you know but then they go back and look at the security footage on um, the elevator which i think everybody has watched mm-hmm. a million times um and she's kind of acting frantic and jumping in and out looking like back and forth yeah and, you know, that was kind of odd, you know, odd behavior for someone. Was there yeah. someone outside the elevator? We kind of dove into it. Like, how did the elevator door not shut? That's the thing that, like, mm-hmm. still I don't get. The sus lady has something to do with it. Because the timestamp at the bottom was all jacked up. Like, there's no timestamp. And then there's a part of it that it's got to be missing because the elevator door is open. Mm-hmm. And it goes to about a quarter shut like instantly. Like, yeah. if you don't see it moving, it just jumps. Right. So, something is weird. Something 
something is off and you know whether it's sus lady, sus lady and to be on it you know to be fair she's not had any connection no. to any of this so we say this but we're not saying that <laughs> seriously do not come after us please um but it, there's some very odd inconsistencies something paranormal we don't yeah. know you know it could be anything it's a little odd. yeah the elevator is a thing i still can't figure out mm-hmm. and people have like seriously dissected that they think they see mm-hmm. their foot you know th- there's someone else there right um but i mean there's just a lot of things that happened around her disappearance um, and then the hotel had begun to get complaints of low water pressure, um, mm. kind of brown water. Oh, yeah. I trigger warning. This is pretty graphic. Um, brown water. The water just was undrinkable. The mm-hmm. taste was just disgusting. So they send a maintenance man um, up to the, the water tanks at the on the ceiling or ceiling the roof. roof yeah. Um, and that's where he finds Elisa Lamb, um, kind of floating, very decomposed. Floating in one of the water tanks. Yeah. Um, now, this is where, with Zach Bagel Bites, it kind of just got off to a bad start anyway, because um, I'm going to spoil. So spoiler, 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 spoiler. Spoiler alert. Stop listening right now. If, you're, <laughs> if you don't want to know. If you don't want to know, um, if you want to watch the documentary, it was, I think, done well. Um, but a lot of reports, and Zach Bagelbite said it, that the, the, you know, the cover was closed. So how could she have done Someone put her in there. Someone had to put her in there because she could never have closed, closed the herself. lid on herself. Um, but the maintenance man that found her said that the lid was open. So Right. And I think that's a case of, um, you know, just uh, it, they, they kind of like said it was miscommunication, which is fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thing people forget is when you see a very traumatic event like finding um, a dead body, um, you know, details tend to go out of the yeah. window. And, mm-hmm. you know, they said on the documentary that they did confirm it was open yeah. when yeah. they found her. Mm-hmm. So. And then there was some, um, you know, there was a mark on her autopsy report because it was ruled an accidental death. But they had put, like, I don't know, unconfirmed and switched it to accidental. And someone said it was changed. You know, the autopsy was done on the 15th and the report was done on the 18th. But the autopsy doctor what are they called um the pathologist yeah mm-hmm. or the um, examiner said like, no that's an eight like it was done on the same day there's nothing weird this happens all the time well right and i think people it, when you want to find something you can make something out of yeah. anything correct um so you know it was ruled accidental and you know they said that she i mean she was bipolar and she did have bipolar yes um she, they believed, had kind of a manic episode, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why she was behaving the way she was in the elevator. Perhaps she was having and a I think she manic was trying to hide from something and sure. jumped in the tank, thinking that's right. And unfortunately, she passed away. Well, right, and that's the one thing I, I think, um, kind of bothered me the most is people love to jump to the paranormal and the, you know, conspiracy side, but mm-hmm. you know, I, we don't know what happened. No. We may Mm-mm. never know what happened, but you know, I think. Uh, Personally, my own opinion, I found, you know, the fact that she had, you know, a history of um, being diagnosed as bipolar and Mm -hmm. a history of stopping her medication. Um, I think it's the most plausible. And honestly, I just think it makes it even more of a tragedy that no one helped her. No one offered her assistance. And it came, it ended this Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. And that's why I did not like the Zach Bagelbites document. It just was just distasteful. And disrespectful. Yeah. To, you know, surrounding her mental illness. And I just didn't, we didn't watch it. It's just... No, it, it kind of rubbed me the wish. wrong way, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but, you know, we've both struggled with mental health, 
um, mental illness mm-hmm. and um, depression and anxiety. And, you know, it's not something to make fun of or no. joke about. And, um, you know, people really do need support from this. Yeah. And, you know, she, you know, they failed her in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's why I didn't want to like make it all about her case because it just, you know, no. it's a big case in, you know, the history of the hotel. Sure. Um, but there is still a lot of weird things surrounding oh, no, it, absolutely. you know, with the elevator. Um, you know, they also said that getting to the roof is really difficult and that the right. door to get up there is always locked and it's alarmed Yeah, and it never went off and she was able to get up there. I don't yeah. know how she did. There was multiple ways, but not easy. No. I mean, there's definitely some suspicious things yeah. that kind of makes you wonder like what, how, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's very odd. It is. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's a very tragic story, but there's also a lot of just unanswered questions, weird things that happened yeah. that are not explained or easily explained. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so all of this just bad shit has happened yeah, at sure. this hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it just has a very dark aura, I guess. Um, I guess I didn't really go into the hauntings of it. Mm-hmm. It's just poltergeist. It's the same thing. It's probably a lot of residual energy, it's, yeah, I imagine. Poking, you know, shadow figures. You know, it's not like haunted by one specific. Sure. Yeah. Ghost. Um, but I do feel like there's more to it. I mean, to have all of that, uh, there's obviously the bad energy, but like, does it just build on itself? Like there's Mm -hmm. starting with the first, you know, documented suicide in 1924. Did that bad energy just build and it just keeps building? And that's why. Well, right. Just kind of turned into, it's not open now. It's closed. Oh, gotcha. Um, Okay. They let Zach Bagelbites in to do the investigation. Do the investigation. Um, yeah. But it's not. Someone bought it, I think, a couple years ago. Mm. And I think there's talks of renovating it. Um, but it would be interesting to see, like, if it opens, if it still Has. continues to have these well, bad right. things. Like, it's, is it a portal? Is it somewhere you go in and, like, it's just well, right. negative? Does renovating it fix anything? Or will it or fix make anything? it worse. Well, right, because we know how much ghosts love renovations, <laughs> but... I think, too, I think you have all that, um, you know, uh, dark and just negative energy that compounds upon itself. And right. I think it creates kind of a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just pulls people in, people who may already be struggling with something. And, um, you know, I, I do believe energy can influence people. And I think, you know, this is a, a place where that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I will be curious, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you can paint it. You can rip it down, build whatever you want. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's still, still a, be there. Yeah. Not a great place. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what I did for today, the Cecil Hotel. That was a good one. Thank you. Yes. And if you're interested in that, do check out that Netflix uh, documentary. It's it very was, interesting. It was. I think it's four episodes. Yeah. They're about an hour. About an hour, yeah. Yeah. It sucked an afternoon. I say that was our entire day <laughs> last weekend yeah. when it was pouring rain. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Um, were you ready for my last one? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this one, I was kind of thinking about like along the lines of Elisa Lamb and like trying to find something maybe unsolved or something interesting. I love this one. It's like, it's wild. It's like probably one of my favorite stories. You've told me, we sometimes we don't tell each other what we're doing or like what the story is. You yeah. told me about this one and I love it. It's, it's really bizarre. So what it's I'm badass. It's insane. <laughs> like truly. Um, this is one of the most famous unsolved cases by the FBI. And if you go to FBI.gov, that's where I got all this information from. Like they have written articles (laughs) about it. Um, I'm talking about DB Cooper and you had not heard of this before. Nope. I'd only heard of it because I listened to a lot of like true crime podcasts. So it like comes up. 
know, people ask me all the time, like, well, what podcast do you listen to? And I'm like, I've never listened to a podcast. No. Bits and pieces. It's fun, but. I mean, to be fair, though, like, I know for me, because I work at a computer, mm-hmm. and, you know, obviously right now I'm working from home, um, I like to have them on while I'm working because I like noise yeah. and something to listen to. But, I mean, where you work, it's, it's kind of hard work, for yeah. you to have yeah. a podcast going all day long. It's true. Um, so I get that. I mean, yeah. people usually do it while they're doing something else. Listen mm-hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, so D.B. Cooper. Okay. Wild ass case. Um, it starts with uh, November 24th of 1971. A man who said his name was Dan Cooper booked a one-way ticket from Portland to Seattle, Washington. Okay. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Yeah. Um, he was described as quiet, uh, maybe in his mid-40s, and he was wearing a business suit was very nondescript. There was nothing, like, significantly identifying. No scars, no tattoos, nothing to really make him stand out. He mm-hmm. just looked like a normal old dude. So he boards the flight. That's all fine. Once he's on board, he orders a drink. And then he calls the flight attendant over to him, and he hands her a note. And in that note, he says that he has a bomb in his briefcase. Oh, no. And from what I read, he even opens the briefcase a little bit to show her and what she described as a mass of wires and, you know, blinking lights <laughs> looks bomb like, right? Yep. So obviously she's concerned. He demands that she sit down beside him. So she does. Well, he orders her to write down his demands and he wants her to bring them to the pilot. Um, those demands are that he wants four parachutes and he wants $200,000 in $20 bills. Now, obviously, it is not a flying Bank of America, so they do not have $200,000 just, like, up there on the plane. Um, But the pilots do take the threat seriously, and they land in Seattle. Once they land, obviously, the FBI shows up. Everyone's involved at this point. Um, 36 passengers, because this was a passenger flight. There were other people on the plane. Yeah. Um, 36 passengers were traded for the cash. They did give it to him, and the parachutes were given to him as well. Okay. So... After that, he forces the pilots and the crew back on the plane, and he tells them that they're going to take him to Mexico City. Okay. So they take off, and um, at around 8 p.m., the plane was between uh, Seattle and Reno. Cooper decided that he had had enough, and he literally jumped out of the plane with his briefcase, the cash, and a parachute on. (laughs) Just jumped out. Insane. Right. And... Uh, the pilots and the crew, they were able to land safely, so they were unharmed. But Cooper was never found or identified. They obviously think D.B. Cooper is a, a false name. Yeah. Um, his body was never found. Because a lot of things, too, people thought, you know, obviously he, he couldn't survive. The parachute that he was wearing, they said, you can't steer it. So basically... You land where you land. Right. And, you know, he was not dressed for it. He was in a business suit, like... Yeah. This was a parachuting out of a plane that was not meant for parachuting. Right. Um, you know, there's just so many variables in this. But he was the money. They were not able to track the money. You know, it's unfortunate because this was the 70s. They probably didn't yeah. have the technology that we can now. Right. Um, but, yeah, he was never found, never identified. And the FBI spent years and years following up on leads. At one point, they had over 800 suspects. <laughs> But they never made a positive ID. Insane. They had a few people um, that they 
very seriously thought could be him. Uh-huh. But the problem with a lot of them were that they didn't fit the physical descriptions that were given by witnesses. Oh, okay. So to this day, I mean, it has never been figured out. That's insane. Well, here's my question, too. And you're more of an aviation person. Okay. So, I mean, this was a passenger plane, right? Mm-hmm. If he was going to parachute out, he has to obviously open the door. Yeah. Would that not create a massive pressure? Yeah, so I don't know. Disruption? I mean, what year was this? 71. I don't, yeah, I don't know kind of how planes, planes were built that, back you know, then. Can you open the door? I don't, I don't know how you would be able to at that speed. Because, you oh, know, right. if you watch the doors, they swing open kind of hard. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I don't know what the planes and like how the doors were in the 70s, but yeah, I would imagine that vacuum would. Like, suck Not, everyone out yeah, of the plane. Yeah, pretty much. Well, so right. That kind of is odd to me. Obviously, it's from the FBI, so it happened, but, yeah. I, you know, I, it's, that's crazy. Well, right. And you know, maybe they sat way in the back. I, you know, maybe told the did, flight attendant. Maybe, were there flight attendants on there? I think some of the crew was. Okay. Or it was just the pilots and the guy in the back. I don't know. Yeah. I. It said crew and pilots, so I'm assuming there were some flight attendants on board, oh, too. Fucking buckle up. <laughs> well, right. And my other thing was, like, did he tell them that he was going to jump out of the plane? Because the other thing is you have to be within a certain elevate, like height. You can't just pop out of a plane at 30,000 feet in the air. <laughs> I, I know you have to be under a certain right. number of feet to survive and right. not die of oxygen, <laughs> like hypoxia. Right. Um, so did he order them to lower the plane and then jump? Or did he just say, like, you know what, I'm out, bye, yeah. and, like, tuck know. and roll? There's I a lot know. of questions about it, but it's weird. That's Isn't a cool story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, if you go to the FBI's website, they have a lot of articles that are written on their unsolved cases and they're very interesting. Yeah. That would be an an interesting episode in itself Mm -hmm. to do their unsolved cases. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. It's just so strange. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Weird stuff, man. Weird stuff. The world is a weird place. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. Well, good. That was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed your... Cecil Hotel. Yes. Um, yeah. So do you want to start wrapping her up? Sure. All right. Um, come visit me on Facebook. Yes. Um, I got to put up my ghost picture on Facebook. I'm yeah. assuming that everybody that likes my Facebook page or our Facebook page. Most of them are on Instagram, are too. on Instagram, yeah. So you've seen the ghosty picture, but yeah. I'll put it up there today just for fun. Yeah, go check that out. Ow. That was my knee. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to say, too, is um, about Magnolia Cemetery mm-hmm. is that Bulldog Tours, who we talk about all the time, we love them, mm-hmm. um, they do a tour through the cemetery. So if you're ever in Charleston and you want to see it, yeah, recommend. We're probably going to do one soon because yeah. I really want to, like, <laughs> hear the history behind it. Yeah, we saw their sign. We did. <laughs> Bulldog tour starts here. Bulldog, if you're listening, like, let's partner up because we could do some fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. I would love to eventually have, like, a ghoul friends ghost tour we where should. it's like we've got a all bunch of ghoul friends charleston listeners you know yeah. people that are pretty local that would be so much fun it would be fun because we'd love to meet y'all yeah i think the weirdest thing i think about is if someone like ever knew who we were like in target i know <laughs> that <laughs> that would be be <laughs> spoiler alert we don't look cute in real life <laughs> i'm gonna be in sweatpants yeah, I'm not, and i'm not gonna know <laughs> what to do likely not wearing makeup right <laughs> exactly yes all right, yes, so Facebook, and then you can search our merch yep. at ghoulfriendspod.com. No, mm-hmm. no, redbubble.com. Yes. 
Absolutely. <laughs> um, you can come find us on Instagram at Ghoul Friends Podcast. You can see all of our Magnolia Cemetery pictures as well as the infamous ghost picture. Those are up. Yep. Um, and let's see. You can find us on Twitter at Ghoul underscore Friends. And if you have a listener story or you just want to shoot us an email, you can do that at ghoulfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And send those listener stories in because we have a few, but not, not enough for an episode. Yeah. And I want to do one. Come on, y'all. Because y'all have seen some shit. Let me tell you what. I was like, oh, dang. Y'all need a podcast. Like, what are we doing? And remember to send them to the email. Yes, send them to the email because we will lose track. Yes, we're very good at that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Um, You know, we hope you guys have a great week. Uh, Texas, we are thinking about you. Stay strong. um, And our thoughts and prayers are with you. But for now, we hope you have a safe and spooky week. I'm Celeste. And I'm Caitlin. And we're your ghoul friends. Bye. Bye.